AG1 is a comprehensive and convenient blend of over 70 high quality ingredients. And what that means is each morning when I wake up, before I do anything else, I drink AG1 to set me up for the day. It keeps me clear headed, full of energy and focused on whatever I need to do, like writing the fighting cock, for example. One scoop once a day before breakfast and that's it. I've actually found that I've not been needing coffee in the morning to get me started. I've still been drinking coffee because I love coffee, but it's not because it's like a necessity to do so. AG1 is made out of the highest quality ingredients subject to the strictest manufacturing standards. AG1 is NSF certified for sport and this process involves exhaustive testing and verification that every serving of AG1 is exactly what you see on the label. If you want to take ownership of your health, try AG1 and get a free one year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs for your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock. That's drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock to get started. And to help the podcast. Thank you very much. Have a great day and enjoy the show. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the fight in. It's the fight in. Clock. It's the fight in. It's the fight in. Clock. A camel Hello and welcome to episode. That sounded a little bit like. Oh, I'm not going to mention it again. That sounded like episode seven. Season 10 of the Fighting Cop Podcast, uh, joined on the line by Felonious fucking filth. How you doing, mate? Hello, hello. Well, that's a bit, that's a little bit too optimistic given the fact what happened against Newcastle. I'm not mad anymore. No, nor am I. I'm not mad. Jack. I'm, I'm calm. Jack, on, uh, Jack, on, Jack. Jack are, you must, are you mad? I'm fuming, mate. I'm fuming and livid. You, all of that. Genuinely? No, I am. <laughs> we got we got uh, uh, the trunk or Jack Hussey on on the line as well from um, well what do you call it I can't remember the name of your podcast what is it oh yeah you're peacocking me aren't you mate I know what you're doing <laughs> you're playing the game aren't you R- rulerish podcast <laughs> honestly uh, so when yeah. when I listened to your your, your latest episode and um, the intro with the fact that Bow came back and you you captured the audio of when uh, when he left with you and Raj and I listened to it and I was like you cunts because I I, I, was like, I was like this is the bollocks so this is this is exactly what I should have thought of but didn't 
Uh, but you, you were one of those like sixty-eight percent that I saw from the retention stats turned off immediately after the intro, though, right? That, did you see that? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> big time. Oh, as soon as it started getting shared by all you lot, then it was just like, hang on, I'm going to have numbers here on this one, <laughs> and then it's like, yeah, no, okay, there we go. There's the there's the same old lot that are back on every week, hearing me go on about whatever bollocks i ramble on about the important thing is not to, to to look at analytics at all it does it does do it does nothing but either feed your ego or destroy it that's true, uh, that's true. it's a fine line with me as well you know that so. what's uh what's Roller roost all about because the the last time we had you on Roller roost was the thing and it's been a couple of years since then but then you stopped but but Roller roost became or what was was previously um it was football a little bit of rugby and then tv is that, is that fair <laughs> to say yeah pretty much yeah so we'd speak to opposition fans and then yeah like you say there'd be a bit of like weird rugby stuff that go on and a bit of television but now it's just like uh, you know we're all in lockdown and there's loads of football so let's just do it i'm a bit older now as well do you know what i mean i'm sort of I can I can just more happily sit down, be a bit less self conscious about just recording something and putting it out there than I probably used to be. You know, are you self conscious about it? Oh, I used to be, yeah, big time but about did, everything. Did it did it affect you if someone took the piss out of your podcast or you? No, not not really that so much. More just that, like you always feel that you have to say something that uh, was really good, and now I'm just like, nah, I try to say stuff that was really good and I generally didn't so let's just go in and know that I'm probably not going to say anything good and get on with it T, what, you know? what was the last thing that you said that was good on this podcast um, I want a despot to run Tottenham Hotspur <laughs> I love, I love, a, a genocide or despot I love, I love how you you, uh, you instantly had, uh, had an answer to that I have to because with Skype I don't have the eye contact with eye contact I say stuff now I've got to kind of think on my feet a bit more I've had a coffee so a bit lively but if if I if I'd looked at you if we were in the same room and I looked at you I think your eyes would have gone wide at that point yeah I've done done, done, done the body eyes yeah and said um, I don't know hope, something about Hope Solo indeed having a uh, coffee before you sit down for a prolonged amount of time too that's a, that's a risky game though mate I live life on the edge mate but, uh, you might you might see me right away and go for a piss in a sec. Are you one of these sort of incels that that get get affected by drinking coffee, Jack? Uh, well, an incel is an interesting way of putting it. But I guess I'll, yeah, maybe <laughs> I, I'd I'd like to veer more towards neckbeard than incel. But uh, <laughs> it's usually more it comes out the the back end though with coffee with me. Really, I've never had any adverse effects from coffee at all, other than I had a coffee in a month once. You, you, sorry, go on. Explain in full detail, please. You know, just poured a litre of um, coffee up my arse and, yeah, shut it all out. Clean. Clean as a whistle. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> well, I'd, I'd had a colonic irrigation. Uh, many, a few years ago, I'd kind of had a colonic why? once. And why? It was ineffective. Clean my, clean my bowels out. Clean my stomach out. My, you know, my, and, um, my, listen to me. Listen to me. My nan died two months ago, right? She was 93, I think. So you got to a, a, an age where I'd never know her age because she just looked so old. And she'd never, ever had an enema in her life, I'd imagine. If she had, she didn't tell me about it. So what I'm saying, what, what's, what's your end game here then, T? But neither of my parents and they're in their 80s. What's, what, what's, um, what, you want to live beyond I, that? Just, you want to live beyond that, do you? Who do you think you are? 
I just fancied it, mate. You know, I'm being a bit healthy. You know, look a bit cleaner. And it helps because you, you do a bit of a do a bit of a fast, a bit of a dart on top of it, and did the job. But yeah, there's shit. There's lots of liquid, a bits of poo. Beautiful. I've heard, I've heard it's amazing. You're supposed to feel incredible afterwards. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, it's not something I'd shy away from recommending to people. But obviously, people have their issues of stuff coming up the the wrong end. Yeah, for, for good reason. <laughs> Um, do, uh, do, oh, two seconds. I've just got an Amazon delivery. Can you talk amongst yourselves? <laughs> it's like a bloody dinner party, just being dumped to someone. So, enemies. Uh, what, what, what led to that one, mate? Uh, I don't know, man. I just, you know, bit of, bit of a health kick and fancied it. But then when the colonic did nothing, they said they said, they said an enema. That just kind of blasted everything else. So. Uh, it was a pair of knee pads for my missus. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, Newcastle. Yes, Football. Tottenham Hotspur played Newcastle at White Hart Lane uh, yesterday, as we record. And uh, you know what? One, what a sort of is it? Was it wonderful or satisfactory, Jack? Well, Forget the result. the result. No, no, not the result. The performance. Well, yeah, I thought I thought the performance was fine. I thought it was actually really good. I thought it was pretty positive thought we made a lot of decent chances i thought yeah we played well the team looks pretty settled really like doherty 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 i think doherty, yeah. um yeah I, I can't really complain about that side of things to be honest people said we should have finished our chances but i thought their keeper just a, played a blinder as we are prone to saying D- darlow he had a worldie didn't yeah. he yeah yeah Darlow, fucking yeah. Darlow, preventing us from winning. I've never even. Well, it's always the way, isn't it? I've never heard of him. I've never heard of a, a single human being called Darlow. I have a surname called Darlow in my entire life, and he's prevented my weekend from rounding off in a very lovely way. Sounds like a miserable village, doesn't it? <laughs> it doesn't. You're, you're passing through Darlow, <laughs> yeah. twinned with arse hat or whatever. Uh, do you know what we I mean? don't. No. We don't have running water. Water don't stop. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, it, it, it was a shame. But I, I uh, see. I think we're we're in the same boat here, aren't we, mate? Where um, I, I came away from the game really dissatisfied with the result, but happy with the performance because we were in the first half, especially breaking down a, a very defensive side that Mourinho has failed to do thus far with Tottenham, and creating chances. And yeah, that what's he supposed to do with a tactic? What is he supposed to do other than provide a formation and a way of playing that creates goal-scoring opportunities? It's up to Harry Kane and the others to put them away. If it doesn't, then it's not a Mourinho, in my opinion. No, and um, there were concerns about what would happen if a team just let us play in front of them. Because um, there were periods during Mourinho's tenure where we just looked um, bereft of ideas, but... Yesterday, we were just pounding him. I think we had 17 shots by half-time on the goal. And um, as you've mentioned, um, Darlow was amazing. I think he had 10 saves, the most amount of saves by an Englishman in over 10 years. Right. So, no, yeah, it's fucking mental. But um, it does give a lot of optimism, the fact that we can play against um, the poorer sides and carve out these chances. I think if we played against another similar team tomorrow... With a similar performance, we'd, they'd get smashed just one of those games. It was, it was. Uh, uh, and w- was you encouraged, Jack, by by the uh, performance, by the way we played? Certainly in the first half. Second half was more 50-50, but we'd done enough in the first half to um, to win the game. 
it just the fact that we had a goalkeeper in front of us that was very decent. But was you encouraged by that, given the fact that um, Jose Mourinho's football before now hasn't been the most exciting or expansive, certainly when we've had a, a defensive team in front of us? Yeah, I mean, there's a there's a part of me that's very encouraged by, you know, that, especially when you consider that we've got Regulion or however it's pronounced and Bale to add into that and whoever else we may or may not sign. Once we got Ndombele and Les Chelsea playing alongside each other, yeah, it looks good. I mean, I do exercise caution in the respect that Newcastle gave us so much space and so much time. But like you say, you know, they, they sat deep and we've notoriously struggled against sides like that and we carved out loads of chances um i just i just love the chelsea i just want to throw that out there as well like he's i think he's effortlessly sublime i think there's Uh, there's a way that we can play in dombele and the chelsea in the same team i hope so I, i can't really tell at the moment if uh if he's sort of doesn't like them together stylistically or if it's just that they're both sort of 75% 75% fit, I guess, from or this, what you or hear. similar. Maybe, yeah, but you, I don't know. I, I like to sort of think that the Chelsea might be the guy that's the pass before the pass and, and Dombele could be the pass, if you like. Do you know what I mean? Because that, that, that still kind of seems to be the problem a little bit for me is that lack of an Ericsson type who can just play that killer ball. But... And Dombele seems to have that in his locker. Yeah, I think, so. I think there's, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of racial stereotypes around Dombele. <laughs> That's what I'm going to say. And 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 what I want to say as a, a reaction to that, because people look at him and see that he he runs ten yards and he looks like he's out of puff. But he, he's got to be along with Ericsson, one of the most intelligent forward players we've had in a long time, along with Harry Kane as well. When he gets a ball, he moves it. He knows where other... He, he, he's, his pitch IQ is up there with the very best I've seen. When he came on that pitch on, what was it, 74, 75 minutes, he got the ball and he moved it so quickly. He knew where his, his players were. He knew where his teammates were. And he pushed the ball into space and created dangerous opportunities because he reads the game almost better than anyone else in our team at the moment. Like, he's, his pitch IQ is superb. And, and I really love the fact that that now we're getting to see, see him play games for Tottenham, and, and Mourinho is is clearly on board with him. And whatever's happened over the the, the period of um, of a lack of football, or, or or during the recording of All or Nothing, whatever's happened, they've got over those those issues, and and now he's he's become an integral sort of part of our our, our forward thinking midfield. And I just want to see more of him. I'm really, really, really excited about what Ndombele can do this season, T. What do you think? Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, you know, you talked about his pitch IQ and it's a, it's a case of the players just getting on, on his wavelength kind of thing because sometimes they'll get the ball in their pass and they just won't be ready for the pass. They won't receive the But I feel over this season, given you know a few more 90 minutes under his belt, then I think we'll see the best of Tottenham, not just Ndombele, but Tottenham on the whole, I think. He reminded me of um, Musa um, yes. in parts as well. The way in which but, you know he was hard to get off the ball, winning the ball back. Yeah, yeah. But I think I think that's that the easiest comparison is to compare him to Musa and Dembele is like the easiest comparison. He, his vision is more than that. He sees the pass before everyone else does. And like you say, if he get that's the thing is is Musa, but is Musa, but he can, he can pass, but just 
in terms of winning the ball back, it's just very effortless. Yeah, yeah absolutely. But when, when when you've got a situation where you're playing against a team that's so defensive as as Newcastle was, and we made Newcastle's defensive block look amateur at times, like the amount of times we carved them over, that isn't easy. That's not easy. That's not an easy thing to do. And, you know, people might say that Newcastle are rubbish, but then Southampton played a completely different way, played a high line, tried to pressure us, tried to be progressive, and we absolutely fucked their ass. So, what, like, we've had two situations where a defensive uh, system was played differently. You've got a high line against Southampton, and you've got a low block against uh, Newcastle, and we pulled them apart time and time again in this system. And, and not only that, in, in the second half, as we, as we come back to Ndombele, where it became difficult, the game became much more 50-50. Um, Ndombele proved to be the uh, uh, you know the most important player in that uh, as he came on. Um, we've got to move on to the penalty, Jack. Um, before we go on to uh, discussing it, uh, you know, in terms of who's responsible, what should happen, what were your immediate thoughts as um, that as that that footballer? Um, what's his name? Andy Carroll. As he as he uh, as he jumped up to the ball and he, he he basically claimed so many like handballs. What was your what was your opinion at that time? What what was you feeling, Jack? Well, as soon as you saw him sort of warming up on the sideline, you thought, "Oh fuck's sake!" Do you know what I mean? It was that kind of this is this is how it happens, isn't it? Like we always struggle with set pieces. We got Dyer and Sanchez at the back, who I'm not overly convinced with individually or as a partnership and especially not in the air. And I just sort of thought he's either going to get one or he's going to tee one up. And it just, it felt like ahead of it being a penalty, it felt like either he is going to score or he's going to, you know, set this up. But then what does happen is that the handball or not comes along. You see one happen seconds earlier and nothing comes of it. And you see pretty much an identical thing happen again. And you just think, well, no, that's going to get chalked off again, surely, going on what's just happened seconds earlier. And then the VAR check starts taking a bit longer and then you're suddenly like, yeah, we're going to get fucked here, aren't we? Like, this is this is where it happens. And I just felt a bit numb to yeah. it, mate, at first. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I, I completely agree. When they started checking it and... It's taking a little bit of time, you know. All right, they're going to give a pen, and and so the football in 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 its real estate, and you know what what you're watching at that time becomes null and void. You're just waiting for the referee to bring it back. Yeah. And I don't want this to become like a fuck VAR, fuck the referees and all the people behind it, but actually fuck them all. Because <laughs> honestly, I don't care if this is gammon or not. Just let's let's. <laughs> Let's get rid of the pass back rule to the refer- uh, to the goalkeepers. Let's get let's get rid of all of it. Let's get rid of offside. Let's just get the game back to when we loved it, when people were beating the shit out of each other on the terraces, and black people weren't allowed at football. Let's get it back to that. <laughs> Seriously, like, it, 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 like that. Yeah, yesterday that that was like it was it was it wasn't even like it wasn't even the worst decision of this weekend, was it? T, it like you had uh, uh, Ward. <laughs> His his penalty decision was uh, much worse than than Dyer's, but Dyer's was shambolic in itself. What what what? Where are you at? Like, are we ready to sort of pitchforks, torches in hand, and fucking stab David Ellery 
in the chest because he's apparently responsible for his handball rule. It's it's a mad one because, you know, like, you know, all three of us here are in various Spurs groups and some people took it worse than others. And then there's some people who's like saying, well, those are the rules, aren't they? We should have scored a second goal while people are like raging all around them. So... I don't want to be one of one of those who says, well, you know, it's not a big deal because. Um, but when I saw the second replay from the back of Dyer, I thought this is going to get Absolutely, given straight yeah. away, and it's fuck, it's a gutter. I mean, you know, you got people twatting it against the hands of players, knowing that this is going to happen, and it just incentivizes that. So if you're a goal down with minutes left during injury time, you're just going to blast it against hands and hope it goes hope it go, goes your way and. That's my biggest takeaway from from that rule. Jack, would you can you see a world where there are, there's an attacking team that feels like the biggest advantage when they're outside the box is to shoot into the box in the hope of hitting a hand rather than scoring a goal. You know that that that, that becomes a tactic that a team like Newcastle or anyone might adopt because it's 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 more it's more likely that we're gonna we're gonna strike a hand if we play it into the box or chip it up onto a hand than, than uh, Kyle it into the top corner, which is extremely unlikely. Do you feel like it, it could potentially damage football or are we being a little bit melodramatic? Well, I, I mean, I absolutely think it will. It's, it's, it's boring, right? I mean, it's it's not one of these things, I'm not going to die on the hill of saying like, these teams shouldn't do it, it's all about honour, it's all about, yeah, all that sort of bollocks that people have always said about diving and all this type of thing. Look, it's the dark arts, it's within the rules, it's what Mourinho said we need to be intelligent cunts. Like you, you, you stretch the rules as far as you can, and if if there is room to do that, it's not even stretching the rules. If it's in the rules, you can do it, and if it gives yeah, you an not, advantage, right, why right, not? Right. But you know, but it's fucking it is fucking boring, isn't it? it? It ruins the spectacle. But you've got a massive advantage if you're if your attacker can jump like wave his fucking arms in the air, jump in any sort of position, and if it strikes his hand, and they're going to get a you're going to get a free kick off the back of it, a defensive one, fine. But if it happens the other way around, like Eric Dyer, who's been pushed in the back and is just jumping, like I don't know if... Any, I mean, it's hard to imagine me jumping, but I, I have done on occasion. <laughs> and like when I have to, like, do you know what I mean? When I have to get the crisps off the top <laughs> shelf or something like that. But, uh, but you know, if, you, if, you're, uh, if you're doing... Anything. If, you, if you're on a brisk fucking walk, just your arms will move. Like I, I just, it just seems to be a complete nonsense that players cannot are expected to in no way, shape, or form uh, do this. But it's interesting. I didn't know it was David Ellery that well, came that, up that was, with this. That was role. a question we got from Korea Amit on uh, Twitter, and he says David Ellery is responsible. I don't know if he, how he knows this, but I'm I'm willing to believe him. It's a uh... It's so IFAB, I believe he's part of that organisation and they bring in the rules. Yeah. He used to be a headmaster, didn't he, I think? I think that yeah. was his day job, Oxbridge. At Harrow School. What a cunt. Yew uh, tree, that's what I'm yeah. saying. He's, he's a yew tree, <laughs> he's a copper, and he's a cunt. Look into Look him. him. Just, just do, do, do diligence. Do diligence. Look into his hard He hasn't done his, uh, what is it, what's that? form you got to fill in when you work with children. CRB. 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 He hasn't been CRB. Uh, For the record, we don't think that David Ellery has, uh, you know, his hard drive is probably clean. Maybe clean. I'm sure there's some sort of hardcore porn on there, like any hard drive. Um, I I don't know if he's a copper, and we know he's a head teacher, so he's got an interest in children, but their development, not their... uh, 
dismantle my... <laughs> um, Pedophile only means love of children, doesn't it? I mean, technically. So, I guess. I think so. It's going to become a sexual orientation. That's another podcast. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if that... If the woke. whole world can become, <laughs> like, like you know, can... can um, normalize the word nonce into meaning anything then uh you know pedos don't really don't mean anything at all anymore we're trying to get a sponsor at the moment so if <laughs> if anyone wants to sponsor the fighting Court podcast that'd be great uh callum wilson he's he he uh, he did a post-match um interview where he seemed i mean how, how did he seem to me he seemed quite um smug but I understand it because he's just got a point, uh, and uh, you know, he's, you know, it, it served him. I, I think if that happened to Spurs the other way around, I'm not sure all of us would be as vociferous as we were. T, what do you think? Well, I mean, Harry Kane. Remember when he scored, had the two penalties against Liverpool? First one was saved. Second one, he scores, and the camera pans in on him and he says, "You shouldn't give me a second chance." Something along those lines, and. <laughs> You know, the normally level-headed Liverpool fans weren't happy. Yeah, but he's, he's an upstanding and... English gentleman. <laughs> yeah, but they, they, they're they not English, are they? Well, Scouts, no. But, um, no, they're not, that's they're true, not English. But with, with Callum Wilson, I didn't have a problem with what he said. You know, um, what, what, I put that opinion what, what, out there on Twitter. Probably what, had better what did ideas. Say, and... Just so, in case people haven't seen the video. Um, lo- well, they asked me about the rules. It says, long may it continue kind of thing. And he just laughed. But the way they clipped it, I mean, he had, a, he had a smile on his face all the way through as if to say he was yeah, yeah. only joking. I mean, assuming if you saw the longer form of the interview, he'd probably say, even at the end, he said, look, this will probably come out to bite us in the arse. But today, you know, I've got my, you know, as I just said, I've got my goal bonus and I'm happy. He didn't have a great game. But, um, you know, it's back to the whole, you know, almost, you know, gammon flat roof pub thing where there's no characters in the game anymore. And someone says something a little yeah. bit humorous and they want his head Fair in a spike. Well, but I mean, didn't I swear Jack Grealish said something similar after they got that goal that went he in, did. like, or didn't go in, went about yeah, a foot over right. the line. Yeah. He was just like, well, quality, yeah, isn't but it? He, he did mean, say like... when he saw the replay afterwards that he clearly went online and then he, he was just happy that, mm. that they got result. But I, I, I don't blame Callum Wilson at all. I just, you know, if if, if nah, it was the other way around, it, you know, you've got to... You got to take. It, it, I think with football fans, they don't take the rough or the smooth. They don't understand. Like they're happy to be smug as fuck when we win, and a bitter as fuck when we don't. And you know, you have to take your medicine sometimes. Not that we deserve that because we did. We we you know, twenty three shots on goal, uh, thirteen on target, which in, in most games would be enough to win the game. But it, you know, it's football. It's just football. Sometimes you don't win. You don't. Even when you deserve to win, you don't win. And then when you don't deserve to win, you sometimes do. Like, look at fucking Man City last last um, you know last season, the quarterfinal of Champions League. We did not deserve that. We did not deserve to win that game, but we did, or, or the tie. So, uh, you know, just accept it and move on. Stop being a plum. Anyway, uh, <clears throat> Jack, I want to hear your opinions on Dele Alli because it's a weird situation. You know, a player who's served as well, been quality, you know, three or four seasons ago, scored... 18 in the league, um, assists all over the place. Where, where are you at currently with him? I mean, as a as a baseline, like I I love Delhi. Like he's to me, he's a he's a special footballer. He's a special talent. I think he's, I think really, he's a generational talent. People still sort of forget that, and we see we've seen flashes of it. You know, there's the big moments like the Palace goal. 
this and that, but even just little things like his touch and finish against Chelsea when we beat him at Stamford Bridge a couple of seasons ago, the little sort of flick he did against West Ham in like Mourinho's second or third game, or it might have even been his first game. Um, you know, he's just he just has an ability to do stuff that I would probably say like ninety five percent of footballers can't. Um, and that is something worth coveting. But in terms of like his practical application, where he fits in the team now, I get it. I get why people have hang-ups over him. I get why it might be perceived that he doesn't work anymore or that he's peaked too early or something like that. Even though I don't agree with it, I can see that he he, he struggles from time to time and I don't think it solely lies with him. I, I, I think he's sort of been asked to do a lot of different things the past few years. I think Pochettino tried to sort of make him a more, you know, a more, I guess, defensive player or at least box-to-box player. Um, when we've always seen him at his best, really, just sort of floating behind the striker, almost having that kind of free role, right, where he can run into space and everything like that. But... I, I do kind of feel that there's there's a little bit of me that feels that he's maybe started to stagnate at Spurs a bit, just in that, you know, he's seen as come so close, he's seen as almost touch heaven, you know, after the Leicester run or 16-17 against Chelsea or in the Champions League final. And I think for a lot of the lads there, you've, we've seen it, like there must be that part of them where they feel like, you know what, like, I've given a lot to Spurs these past few years and it just it just didn't happen. And I, I don't know if I've got it in me to sort of go again with this kind of like, yeah, I'm playing for Tottenham and we bottle everything and whatever. And I, I don't know, you know, that might be my own sort of feelings about it, but I, I sort of feel that I, I could see Deli Alley going to Bayern Munich or Dortmund, for example, and just completely like rejuvenating and his career coming to life again and people suddenly being like, having a laugh at us. You, you know, everyone that's saying, that's criticising us now for having someone like Deli Ali, they, I could see them having a laugh like when City or Chelsea even, sorry, got rid of De Bruyne mm. or Salah or something like that. You can envisage a world where Deli Ali is incredible again. Whether or not that happens at Spurs or whether or not that happens under Mourinho, I don't know. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, T, what about what, what about you? Where, where do you see the future of Dele Alli? Um, I mean, I think the, the with the all or nothing thing, there's lots of stuff that was said on there, and people are just using that to kind of stick to beat him right? with. It's in his, I know. I mean, he gets dropped. I was a shit trainer. I'm like, well, I haven't come to that conclusion. A lot of Mourinho says a lot, but sometimes he doesn't all say an awful lot. So, for example, he might say Delhi's lazy, not because he actually is lazy, but to kind of motivate him and drive him. And maybe that didn't work. He's trying in other ways by dropping him from the squad, making him hungry again. But you know, like like Jack says, I think he's got, I think he's got the world at his feet. Maybe um, him reaching his his pinnacle might not be in a Tottenham shirt. I mean, I hope it is, but. Maybe he needs a move, a new environment to to get the best out of him. But I wouldn't write him off yet. I mean, we've got plenty of games, and I think he'll he'll get Son's back in the squad injured. eventually. Uh, hamstring injury got took it, taken off at half time. Um, 
which is obviously a massive blow because you saw the chemistry. It was almost like a unique chemistry that had suddenly been discovered between Harry Kane and Hummin Son. There was a couple of times, there was one ball actually in the first half that Harry Kane played into Son that was almost identical to the ones that he'd played uh, against Southampton. And uh, obviously, as is the way when you're a Spurs fan, it seems that Hummin Son is out with a hamstring injury. As we know, hamstring injuries don't heal fast. And, um, yeah, it, I mean, perhaps we need to buy a quality striker. And I don't think that we weren't going to buy one. It seemed like if you, if you believe the news reports that we were always in for a, a secondary striker that could fill in for, for Son or, or, or Harry Kane. But the, the reality is now that we have to buy one because if Son is out for eight weeks, given the games that need to play, given the fact that we already needed one, um, it would almost be... A sacrilege if Daniel Levy didn't go into the market again and it seems like he he is uh, Jack what do you think yeah I mean I think sort of regardless of Son's injury I mean it's shit first and foremost but regardless of his injury I think we always like you say we needed a striker um, there is there is that part of me that thinks so we've got I mean the the impact of it is Severely lessened by the fact we've got Gareth fucking Bale that's going to come in and play in that role. That's yeah, that's going to play in that sort of left-sided role now. She would have probably been pushed out to the right to keep Son on the left, but now we know we're going to have Bale in his sort of favour position on the left, drifting in, um, and then that will allow sort of someone like Bergwijn, who I think is a really good player, to carry on playing on the right, get more opportunities, maybe see him. Stifled less, even though we all know that probably Lucas Moore is going to carry <laughs> on playing there. And they, um, I mean, he's he he'll he'll go down in Tottenham folklore for for Amsterdam, won't he? But I think it's one of those things that like like Midar always goes on about, like when you see Ricky Villa sort of turning Man City inside and out, and he's held up as a Tottenham legend and all that, but. Midar's always like, yeah, he was quite shy think, though, really. Do you think that, do you think that, <laughs> right? that if there wasn't like Twitter and football on telly constantly, you like when Ricky Villa did did that, you know, we scored that incredible goal against Man City, football then wasn't as saturated in terms of media as it is now. Do you think that players would be given more, like like when you look back at them with hindsight, would be given more prestige than they, than they are currently? Because... Like Ricky Villa weren't great. He wasn't an incredible footballer for Tottenham, but but most Spurs fans remember him as an absolute legend. If you ever go to one of the Legends nights and Ricky Villa is there, he's, he's described as a legend. But the reality was is that he he is he. I mean, he isn't. He isn't. He's he's he is Lucas Moura. He's that that level probably. I guess it's it's how you define it, isn't it? If it, if they are. They're legendary in the fact that they they both share a moment that will be, and rightly so, forever etched into the fabric of the club. So, you know, they might not be a legend in the same way that Ledley King is, but then, you know, Ledley's sort of moment, if you like, was lifting a Carling Cup or the tackle against Robin. But we know him as a legend because he consistently put his body on the line and turned out incredible performances every week but uh, you know it's it's 
it's it's hard to say, isn't it? Really, but I think just I just think more is shite, really. Yeah, to be uh, honest, T's hated him since he he joined. I think he um, T's like properly like politically engaged and um, doesn't like Mora's uh, political views, and so he's never given him a chance at Tottenham. You... I can't change my mind because I've said I hate him. So you know, <laughs> that's be... what social media is now. If I've if I've said to an be opinion, fair, T, I can't the go last back on last it. player you hated was Soldado, and we defended him on the on the podcast when you said you hated him so much because you got fingered in Fiorentina. And and, um, <laughs> and and as it turned out, you were right. I mean, the thing in Lucas Moura is that he... I mean, we talked about Bergwijn earlier on, but his last two games have been pretty dreadful. And I've been pro Bergwijn for, for a while, but his last two games, I don't think he's um, grabbed the shirt by the... You know, I don't think he's um, made a big claim for the shirt. So All that's right, a bit fair of a enough. Oibier, for the first time, I was suitably impressed. Like, genuinely understand what the hype was about. I thought he had a really good game against Newcastle, especially in the first half. But even in the second half, when things were on top, I thought he, he grabbed the uh, ball by the horns. And um, I just, I, I saw it. For the first time, I saw it. I understand why he was his captain for Southampton. Am I being hyperbolic or, or was he decent, Jack? I mean, it, it's knee-jerk, right, of me, but I just, I, I don't, I don't think he's that good, mate. I, um, I don't think he's, I don't see him as a player that's miles better than Dyer or Winks. Like, I, they're different types of players, but I, I sort of have looked at, I was really hyped about the signing. I sort of, I got behind all his, his chat. He seemed like, you know, he was a leader. He's from the Bayern Munich Academy. It's like his step up now. He's captain Southampton. But now I'm suddenly like, oh, well, this is sort of maybe why he didn't make it at an elite club. And he did play well against Newcastle. But like we were saying earlier, like he he was almost practically unopposed for most of the game. And I, I know it, it feels a bit harsh, but they stood off as they gave us so much space. Um, and... I'm. I'm just not. I'm these, not really. These are the views of Rule podcast, not the Fighting Cup. Uh, <laughs> everyone is. That's why I love Hoybier. <laughs> uh, all right, tell me, Jack. Tell me about Harry Kane because uh, apparently Harry Kane is continuing to struggle under Jose Mourinho with just three goals and five assists in his first five matches so far this season, which makes it a direct involvement in 23 goals in 24 games under the Portuguese manager. 17 scored and six assisted. Uh, are you sick of the the boring fucking media narrative around Harry Kane, Jack? Are you, are you frustrated at all? Yeah, I, I find that boring, but that's that's always part of the course. I find it boring from opposition fans, but again, part of the course, you know it's going to happen. And it's probably more testament to the fact that he is brilliant that Opposition fans give it the Harry Kane's shit. Danny Ings is better stuff. What irritates me more are Spurs fans that try and talk him down a bit. Like we, like he he would be almost impossible to replace. I I don't I I just I cannot understand. I cannot fathom, and it will irritate me. It's triggered me now, and it will continue to irritate me. How. There's this over-intellectualising of what he is, what he does. 
in terms of, oh, well, I don't think he moves quite as well. And I don't think this. And the guy scores shitloads of goals. He scores loads and loads of goals. He is like the, the, the emblem of the club. He, he's come through the academy. He's everything you could possibly want from a footballer. And we have him. We have that player that, like, so few people... Newcastle had it with Shearer, and they adore him to this day. And yet, there still seems to be this idea that we're somehow accommodating him. And I, I just... I don't get it. I, do, I don't understand it. I don't, I don't see that, like, he's had this massive downturn in what he does. He's carried injuries, and I, I get that. But whenever he plays... He scores or assists, and he's doing that despite the fact that for the past few years he hasn't had a functioning team. Like people, people just take that away from him. People take away from the fact that you know they say, "Oh, he's he's not the same as fifteen, sixteen, or sixteen, seventeen Kane." But fifteen, sixteen, and sixteen, seventeen Kane had Rosen Walker behind. They had Dembele and Wanyama behind. They had Christian Eriksen behind. Like. He, he hasn't got that, and he's still scoring goals, and now he's making goals. Like, yes. The man's a machine. Yes. He's I world class. About, it's not less, you know? about Harry, what, less about what, Harry Kane what, and more about um, how people perceive our football club. It's like we're big, but we're not good enough to get your respect. And and what needs to happen, and, and why people are, uh, are on us about Jose Mourinho, because he, like, as he's proved throughout his career, he's a born winner, that... We have a manager who can get us over the line now. We have a chairman who's spending money. We brought in Gareth fucking Bow to the football club. That's not a mug signing. That is an elite signing. Any club in Europe would take Gareth Bow. We've got him. We have got him. People don't like it. They don't like it. They're happy to fucking suck Liverpool's cock off. They're happy to do it. They're happy to, to build up Arsenal because that, <laughs> that's the status quo. Let's get back to that. That's what Sky Sports are about. That's what all these fucking Ollie Holt's about. Uh, Ollie Holt is a fucking Man United fanboy. He's a Man United fan, more to the point. And and they're all willing to 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 to, to um, maintain the foundation of the Premier League. The fact is, what they're pissed off about, which in my opinion is the fact that a club like Tottenham from nowhere, under Tim Sherwood, AVB before it, and for a season or two under um, Harry Redknapp, where we did well has come in and disrupted the status quo. And I don't like it. It seems, it, that's how it seems. But what we got to do is fucking buck against it and uh, accept the fact that Real, uh, uh, um, Jose, uh, Jose Mourinho is, um, is our manager now. We've got an elite number nine, probably behind Lewandowski and Haaland, the, the, you know, the third best number nine in, in the world. Uh, we've got Jose Mourinho who's won trophies everywhere. We've got a, a, a chairman who's built a billion-dollar stadium, whether you like him or not. The reality is he's built on a, a billion-dollar stadium. He's he, he's um, he's he's now investing in the squad. Not only has he bought Reguilon, Bale, Hoybier, and Doherty, he's also looking at... Fuck it, fuck, someone pronounced his name for me. Skirincha? <laughs> It's going so well. At that, point. <laughs> that bloke at, at, at centre back and maybe Milic as well. So, like, is that not that's not ambition? If that if that isn't ambition, then t- tell me what it is. 
But the reality is that Tottenham are moving on now. And, 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 um, and, and, and I think the system doesn't like it. This is, uh, this is 1984, Jack. This is the uh, big brother looking down at us, and, and we are currently Winston. But in this story, Winston's going to win out. Well, I see they've been they've been sucking from the teat too long. They've gotten they got all fat and complacent yes. off of the off of the mother's milk, and now we want a bit of it. We're gonna we're gonna prize. We're gonna get gonna get a trotter in there. Get their gums we're away their from it. We're out. gonna suckle from it. We're gonna <laughs> fucking have it. That's it. We're epsilon's motherfucker. No, we're alphas. We're alphas. No, epsilon. Epsilon's a fucking Everton. And the epsilon's a big big right. dogs. All right. <laughs> well, fair enough. Anyway, it's all good. It's all good for Spurs. It's all good. Uh, we 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 are we were going to uh, uh, preview Chelsea and Makiba uh, uh, Stink Huffier. There you go. But uh, we're not going to do that because we did it in the preview podcast. <laughs> if you want to become a patron of the Fighting Cock, you can do by joining us uh, Patreon dot com forward slash Fighting Cock. We do a preview every Monday. Anyway, uh, news and go- gossip. Uh, Spurs will be auctioning match-worn shirts from the Chelsea game for the JE3 Foundation, Justin Edinburgh Foundation. That's a wonderful thing. It's a wonderful thing, isn't it? it, it the fact that the, the club, the, the the press still hate us. We've got Harry Kane literally buying Leighton Orient. And, um, you know, Spurs are auctioning off, off shirts for a wonderful cause that is the Justin Edinburgh Foundation. I'm not sure... I'm not sure what the question was there. Yeah, it's there wonderful. Was no question, was there? It's the question. It's not the news, isn't it? I mean, also our fans bought loads of um, Leighton Orient merch. I think they raised a lot of money through that as well. So, you know, there are, I mean, obviously we, you know, shit on our fans a lot, but, um, you know, they did a good thing there. Did you, Jack? I bought the red one. I oh, what? Yeah, fair yeah, enough. I bought the red one. No, 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 that's fine. It's fine. It's very Sorry important cause, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's you know never read and all yeah, that, I'm but I thought yeah why not? I bought it before the Leighton Orient game, by the way. I, I just you bought because I like oh. Harry Kane. You know, <laughs> not because I really want to do a good thing. I'm just sheep. A sheep. You're a part of the sheep. sheep Kane. Uh, Fulham are looking at uh, Juan Foyth uh, after a move for Sassuolo's Malon Santos broke down. Uh, would you would you be happy to see uh, Juan Foyth go go move to a, another football club, Fulham? No, not the way. No, I don't really care. Do you know what I mean? He's sort of there. He's was it, is he, a bit of an idiot. Didn't was he? there any point in his career, um, T, that you thought that he might make it as a as a footballer at Tottenham? Um, there were spells, but I just think he's just not had a run of games, and you know, it's not really his fault. Maybe if he gets loaned out to a Fulham for a season, maybe he'll find his feet in the Premier League. You know, I guess it's the Danny Rose argument where, you know, I've got to be man of the match every time I play, otherwise I'm going to get dropped. But, you know, he is a frustrating player to watch because he's so much potential there, but just makes silly mistakes. Maybe playing every week for Fulham might help him, but uh, I think maybe it... we should cut the cord and let him go. He reminds me of Kirikaj. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I, I, he also reminds me no, of my uh, 10-year-old boy. Like, you know, in, in, in like if we put Will out there, that that perhaps he might not have the technical ability of uh, of one fourth, but he'd have the physical appearance of him. I I, I just <laughs> I you know he's, he was he's okay he's okay, but he's never going to make it, is he? He's not he's not going to be a top Motspur dominating fullback uh, 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 centre back, is he? It's, it's just not going to happen. 
Uh, Ryan Sessegnon is expected no. to leave Spurs on loan this season <clears throat> with Brighton, Hertha Berlin and Southampton interested. Spurs are not interested in accepting an option to buy. That's according to The Athletic. Uh, so left-sided left, left uh, uh, wing-back or, or full-back in Ryan Sessegnon is going to go out on line, loan. Uh, it doesn't seem like, given the fact that we've got two left-backs in front of him or two players that can play uh, left-wing-back, that uh, Ryan Sessegnon is is gonna is gonna feature much for Spurs. He, he came with a lot of hype. He done well for Fulham in the Premier League. He didn't do as well. Have you got hope for him, Jack? Yeah, I do. I, I, and I think it's the right move. I, I'm glad we're not selling him because I I do think there's you know we've seen he's a player with a lot of potential, and, but he needs game time, right? And he's 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 just not really gonna get that at Spurs probably at the moment. Um, but yeah, I'll be happy to see him playing in the Premier League more regularly, and hopefully we can have a sort of player back that believes in himself a bit more. He just seems to be in his own head How quite a lot that? of the time. Well, I don't do I at all. I'm I'm a bloke down the pub. I'm I'm an overweight man that <laughs> shouts obscenities at the television. But you know, I, I'm, I'm shit at football when I used to play it. Yeah, you know I mean. I barely understand anything about it. Mate, I've played, it I've played midfield a couple sometimes. of times. I was lost. <laughs> I didn't know what... It seemed so complex. It was horrible. Uh, yeah, you. I've seen you I've seen you play five-side. Yeah. You're all right. You're quite tasty. When you said... Yeah, I've, I've done, back, in, back in the old days. When... Uh, I won't mention oh, the old employer. Did but we play? When I... Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we, I saw you playing that five-side game. You had, like, your... Uh, you had one of those like David Beckham Alice bands on when you used to have long hair. <laughs> I, I had, I had one man possessed. I had one of those Twink, uh, recently. Twinkle toes. Uh, my missus begged me to cut my hair, so it, it disappeared. Uh, I didn't want to, but she crushed myself. Um, anyway, let's let's get some questions before we finish up um, from uh, Reddit. Uh, what is what would be the worst features to give a sex robot? So. Can I just add a little bit of flavour to this? Imagine a world. Imagine a world where you didn't have to woo a woman, but you could just buy a robot that was like a woman and she could do whatever you want, Jack. What would be the worst thing, an unexpected thing that could happen if you bought that robot? Uh, One that would like sort of give me the cold reality check of like you know <laughs> that idea you could you could work on that a bit or like you know yeah you know i just didn't think it was that funny you know anything that kind of takes me out of the little bubble so, that i've created for myself and my the my ego, would be cold reality you know yeah i think so or like you know yeah, you know your your dick's not that big, really. <laughs> you, you never want bigger. That. You never want it. Yeah. But what what I've learned through uh, my uh, thirty nine years of being alive that not all women like a massive dick. Apparently, apparently it's uncomfortable. No, oh, really? not from personal experience. I definitely don't have oh, right. a massive dick. If anything, I have an adequate to to small <laughs> penis. But um, yeah, apparently a massive <laughs> massive dong isn't the one. T, what would you? What would be the worst feature that you give uh, a sex robot? If it if if it requires a capture to you know get it working, 
you know, sometimes it says, uh, pick every single picture with a bus on it. And I fucking pick the wrong picture. And it's got my fucking dick clamped. I want that to not be a thing on the, on the robot. That'd be the worst feature. Especially those bits when it's like, click all the boxes that have got traffic lights on, and there's like a pixel of a traffic yeah. light in one of the other squares. You're like, is it? I don't know. And about a time, the mood's gone. You know, you don't want well, to. You can't get it back. You, you can't know, get it back. You in the capture. And yeah. If you oh, punch no, yourself in the mood, face the a couple of gone. times, could you get it okay. back? <laughs> yeah, I reckon so. Yeah, right, right in the nose, right in the nose bridge. Yeah, uh, bulldog clip uh, on the balls. Uh, have you, um, have you <laughs> eyes watering? I haven't. No, actually. I haven't. Good. I, I'm open All right, to T. It. Uh, um, uh, the final question is: Hey, my name is Will on Twitter. He says, "What's your favourite thing about Canada?" Literally know nothing about Canada. I know everything about the US. Is it? The, an- the anthem's a bit of a banger. And uh, oh, oh, Canada, our home and native land. Trits, true patriots. Oh, what I know about Canada is they don't lock the doors. And um, where I live in Wiltshire, we don't lock our doors. <laughs> so I'm all on board with Canada. And. Canada seems pretty cool. I mean, you know, it's the home of Drake, but, you know, we've all got our crosses to bear, but it's like that a very cool place. Drake's, like, celebrated around the world. Especially Vancouver. What is Not he... by me. Yeah, what, has he let you down? Why don't, why don't you like Drake? No, um, apparently, you know, since I've grown my beard, my missus says I resemble him a bit, and... Uh, so, so for one, some sort of personal really want, comment and, um, that your missus has made, now you're cancelling Drake. He hasn't even... He's not grabbed... He's not yeah, grabbed he's a cancelled. single woman by the fans. He's not cancelling him. You know what? You're actually making me see the error of my ways. Drake is fine. Drake is cool. He oh, well, actually isn't. Is, he tried to nonce Millie Bobby Brown though, didn't he? Yeah, I heard that. Yeah. Cancelled again. It's a bit weird. It's a bit weird. There's, a, there's well, quite do, a funny guys, video just to end this podcast, like, and this is a serious, really serious question. I really want you to think about it. Like, consider your answers because this is going out to mm. at least. Uh, some people um has cancel culture gone too far and do we need to stop cancelling pedos that's the end of the fighting Club podcast thank you very much jack no. felonious you've been absolutely beautiful jack seriously uh this has been the first time you've been on for a while but it's been really great thank you mate I'll expect my invite to uh, what's your podcast again? <laughs> Roller Reese. Roller Reese, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I'd love to come on your podcast. So could... you're a fucking arsehole. Not at not right, at tea. Speak to you soon. Cool kid. Bye. <laughs> okay, guys. Bye.
Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to Geico.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 Network.